I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep. So I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hey, freaks, it's Monday, May 24th, 2021. Coming up on the program today, I cook up raccoon pizza. Plus, is the squirt pillow girl now a psychic medium having an astral relationship with an A-list celebrity? Probably not. Making 9-11 fun again and shit-smeared synagogue. All coming up today. Distorted View Daily proudly presents B. Arthur, still looking for some marijuana. Hello? You dismissed me. What? You dismissed me. I dismissed you? No one deserves that kind of treatment. <laughs> Want to talk to my dog, Nellie? Nellie's a nice dog. She is one and a half years old. Hello? No, this is my dog Nellie. She's one and a half years old. Look, she's, she's sniffing it. She barks sometimes, but not as much as our older dog, Barkley. Oh, here's Barkley. You can talk to Barkley. What is going on? I'm talking, you're talking to my dog Nellie and Barkley. This is Nellie and this is Barkley. You have the wrong number. You dismissed me. Yeah, I'm sorry, but this is... Who are you trying to I read? I have a turtle and Words I have a fish. can't express what I have to say. What I went through, what you put me through. I can't do this. You do really have the wrong number. I'm so sorry. You made me feel like a, a child, a, a fool, a neurotic who was wasting your precious time. And no, I, no. You, you really do have the wrong number, ma'am. Everybody thinks I'm crazy. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm really crazy. Hello. 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 Oh, hi. Yes, I heard you called. What a pleasant surprise. Oh, it is. Angela. Oh. Angela. Oh, it we is. We need to talk. Hello. I need some marijuana. Hello. Hello. Who oh, it is? Angela. Tangela. Yes. This is a message from Tangela. Yes. Is she I on the phone? I need some marijuana. I've got to have some marijuana. Hello? Hello? Who is this here playing on the phone? It ain't no damn joke because whoever you calling, whoever this is, are calling him talking about marijuana, they don't do no damn marijuana over here, okay? I smoke as much grass as you do. Well, tell your mammy and your pappy to give it to you. I did you a favor. You do me a favor. The Distorted View Show with Tim Hansen. Why the fuck did you just hit me with your hair straightener, you cunt? Kathy, get off my phone! Get off my phone, you little pinhead! The vagina is full of AIDS. Tim back here for another week of Distorted View Dailies. If you are new to the podcast, let me just clue you in as to what to expect. I'm going to talk a lot about gross stuff play even more disgusting audio, revel in human misery, courtesy of real news stories, and then I turn the mic over to my listeners. We play some voicemails where they verbally assault me for five to ten minutes. We do this day in and day out. It's mentally taxing, emotionally traumatizing, 
It is the reason I'm able to write off my psychiatry sessions as a business expense. Welcome to my Vietnam. It's Distorted View Daily. Ding. Hope you all had a great weekend. I uh, I did not. I'm currently at war with the fast food industrial complex. No, I, you know, Lord Douche and I uh, didn't eat dinner last night, and we were out uh, just driving around like old people. Let's go for a nice drive. It's a breeze. It's incredibly hot in our house right now because we don't have the uh, AC going upstairs, and that's where my studio is, so I am melting up here. Anyway, we were out, and it was almost 11 o'clock at night, and we were like, uh, let's grab something to eat. Where do people eat late at night? Taco Bell. That's everyone's number one choice, right? If you're going to eat crap late at night, it's Taco Bell. And I refuse to talk to people anymore, so I get on my app to make my order. And, uh, you know, it takes fucking forever for Lord Douche to land on what he wants to eat, right? So we're in the car. I get one of those, like, $5 craving boxes, and he ends up with the same thing or whatever. So we, we put that into the app, go to checkout, and bloop! This location is closing. They're not accepting orders. I'm like, what What Taco Bell closes at 11 at night? And then we're like, okay, well, the closest fast food place to us is uh, Jack in the Box. <laughs> so let's go to Jack in the Box. And I've had, a, I've had a very tumultuous relationship with that fucking shitty-ass restaurant. So uh, I don't even bother to use the app anymore. Because half the time you order something in the app, they don't even have the common courtesy to tell you that they're closed. They let you order the food. Then you pull up to the drive-thru and it's completely dark. Maybe they're trying to save on their electricity bill. No, no one's there. So I don't even bother to use the app anymore. I pull into Jack in the Box. It's closed. It's not even 11 yet. It's like 10.50. They have a late night menu at Jack in the Box. Like stuff you can only order after 10 p.m., I don't even know how that would work. Uh, the McDonald's closest to us closes at 11. Uh, there's a 24-hour McDonald's, but they were not allowing uh, people to order on the app, which means they were probably closed as well. Domino's Pizza wasn't accepting orders. They were closed. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Now, I understand this is shitty food. I shouldn't get so worked up over it, but like, it's, it's not 3 in the morning or something not out of the question that someone would be ordering a pizza at 10 30 11 o'clock on a fucking saturday night the only two theories i have is that this all started when the pandemic hit a lot of restaurants shortened their hours and the other thing is like they don't have enough employees to keep their restaurants open because i've seen that happen a lot too I think it has to do with that fight for 15 dollars an hour people are like i'm not gonna work at this shitty ass fast food job for $9 an hour or whatever. I've noticed a lot of places in Cincinnati are temporarily closed. Like the KFC that we drive by, they're not even they're not open at all right now. You know, I'm a financial slash stock market whiz. I've lost tens of dollars on my McDermott stock. Oh, I've lost way more on my uh, cryptocurrency holdings. Pretty sure I can blame Bobenstein for that. He was a big one on like you should buy Doge or Bitcoin. I put everything in crypto, and now I have nothing. Anyway, my big financial uh, advice for you, if you happen to have any stock in fast food companies, get out now. There's no way their quarterly earnings are going to be good when, like, half their locations are not even open all the time. They're, they're closed during lunch hours because they can't get people to work. How in the fuck 
are they going to turn a profit? I did a quick search to see like when like McDonald's was supposed to announce their quarterly earnings. And, and then like in the news, it's like McDonald's profits shot up last quarter. I have no idea how that's happening when you can't order anything and no one's working. So maybe don't uh, take all your stock out of fast food restaurants. They're apparently doing just fine. Saturday night, I had a, a crazy dream about Lord Douche and I making pizzas. It was raccoon meat and cheese pizza. We were, but we, I don't know, we had like pizza ovens in the house. We were making five or six raccoon and cheese pizzas, and we, we were putting live raccoons in the oven, you know, to cook them. And then uh, at one point, Lord Douche turns to me and he's like, uh, you know, there's a raccoon that's still alive in the oven. You can hear him scratching at the door. And like an idiot, I was like, oh, I want to see. So I opened the oven and this raccoon comes flying out, jumping on my face. And it was like one of those uh, albino raccoons. What the hell does that dream mean? Obviously, uh, I was dreaming about pizza because, you know, I, we were trying to get pizza on Saturday. Lord Douche had a good theory. It was that uh, we're we're desperately trying to fight to get our food. You know, like how raccoons are vicious. They, they fight to get their foods or something like that. I don't know. First of all, I could stand to miss a few meals. Second of all, I could have just went to the grocery store and picked up a Hot Pocket or something. It's not like I was starving. It was just really annoying. Enough of me ranting and raving. I do have a bunch of great audio I want to share with you today. You all remember the squirt pillow girl, right? No? Oh, I'll refresh your memory. The squirt pillow, who went by the name Babe on Stickham. Stickham is not around anymore, but it was a live streaming service many years ago. Babe would get on stream and talk about her day, which included masturbating on a pillow, apparently. <laughs> These pillows are flat as a door now, and I don't sleep on them no more. Yeah, these pillows ain't good for nothing no more except squirting my pussy juice on. Don't act like you guys don't do that with your old pillows, too. See the stains? That's for me. A squirting. And that's not pee, that's squirt. Video was uploaded onto YouTube back in 2010 or so, and it was probably actually recorded a couple years prior to that. I'm guessing Babe is in her late 30s, early 40s now. Not a lot is known about her. Uh, we just really know her as the Squirt Pillow Girl. You want to see everything that I did on a pillow that I used? <laughs> That's for me. As you know, TikTok has sunk its claws into me. While I'm not really a creator on TikTok, I am a large consumer of the product. It's just so much fun. And, you know, it knows exactly what I want to see. So, like, 90% of the videos that pop up are something that, uh, you know, I'm interested in or I find funny. Well, 
earlier today, I think I may have found the squirt pillow girl all growed up. And it's all thanks to the TikTok algorithm. Of course, I'm not entirely sure this is the same person. It's been over a decade since we last heard from the squirt pillow girl. But babe, along with this TikToker I found, both have blonde hair, both have jacked up teeth, both talk with a southern accent. I mean, what more evidence do you need, really? So, as a young woman, she was squirting on pillows. What kind of person did she grow up into? Well, according to her TikTok profile, she's a psychic medium. She was Marilyn Monroe in a past life, an astral world medium, and an Avon sales representative. (laughs) Sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh, these people can't be real. This is a parody account. They're, They're trying to make us laugh. But I did research on this woman, found her Facebook page. She she is an Avon representative. Which, you know, she links to her Avon page. Her TikTok username is GhostHostKR. And here she is answering a question. Oh, by the way, the question is, do you have a crush on Robert Dunlap? I don't know who Robert Dunlap is. And a Google search reveals there's no famous celebrity named Robert Dunlap. So your guess is as good as mine. No, I do not have a crush on Robert Dunlap. I'm in a relationship with Johnny Depp, the actor. Uh-huh. He's astral projecting with me. I'm a psychic medium. And we communicate like that. And, you know, we have, you know, our personal life, which is private. And some that I share on here with my fans and my friends. Now, in addition to astral projecting with Johnny Depp, she also communicates with him via direct message on Instagram. So, guys, this is a legit relationship. It's for realsies. I started talking to a guy who claimed to be Johnny Depp. I followed his, followed Johnny Depp's Instagram. That's official. And a few minutes later, I got a thank you, hugs and kisses man thank you for following my page a message for a private account many would consider that a red flag but not our girl ghost host every weird thing that this obviously fake johnny depp does she thinks it's perfectly normal obviously he's not going to message her from the official johnny depp Instagram account. He's going to use his personal account, okay? Next. We became very romantically involved, but he only chats with me on the the phone or messenger. Obviously, this romantic relationship involves cyber sex. I wonder if Johnny Depp is ever like, I don't believe you're masturbating. I want you to show me proof. If only there was some way to do that. And she's like, I have just the thing for that. I'll snap a shot of my squirt pillow. It's all yellow. It's all yellow because it's discolored, not because it's pee. It's squirt. He doesn't talk on the phone. Just just by text. Uh Uh-huh. Red flag. But she thinks that's normal because he's all famous. He ain't got time to be talking to me on the phone. And he doesn't video chat me. Right. Makes sense. He says he wants to keep us private. And he doesn't want us to be in the public, you know. Does she not watch Dr. Phil? 
we just went over this a few months ago, right? It was some woman in love with uh, like uh, like a heavy metal rocker guy from the 80s, like Brett Michaels or something. And he would never video chat with her. And he sent her photographs with his, like, holding his driver's license. But apparently it was just like a stock image or something easily found on Google. Was this something Johnny Depp, the actor, would do? Yeah. So it's not okay. Of course he would never want you to see him. This could really be him. He's got some good sides to him and some bad sides to him. He's very romantic. It's a good thing. He talks like an Indian. That's a bad thing. He talks like an Indian. You can recognize that he talks like an Indian. What are you doing still chatting with fake Indian Johnny Depp? It sounds like something Johnny Depp would do. You know, he's got substance abuse problems. He might talk with broken English. Very deeply and emotionally. Very caring to me sometimes. But he's very... Very say it. Into say it. Uh, I know what she's going to say. He, he's very into what? Asking you for something, <laughs> even though he never wants to show his face. Asking me for money. There it is. Saying that he he needs cigarettes and never shows you his face. Never wants to talk to you. Messages you from an account that is not Johnny Depp's. Speaks in broken English. Asks you for money. What the fuck is she going to rationalize that one? Johnny Depp, international celebrity, hitting you up for a 20. And I've read that Johnny Depp, the actor, is is in a financial strain. Oh, because of the divorce? <laughs> Which that, that does match. Yeah, it all checks out. This guy is acting. Which, there are scammers out there. And I've been getting a lot of mail... Yeah, you're too smart to be fooled by those. Comments and stuff saying, watch out for scammers and stuff like that. I'm investigating this, you know. (laughs) Yeah, good luck. How much money have you already given Johnny Depp? All right, well, that might be Babe. To me, it sounds like her. It sounds like what she would sound like 10, 15 years after the Squirt Pillow video. This is what I do. Well, babe, if this is you, congratulations on your new relationship with Johnny Depp. I've got another uh, little update for you. Recently on the podcast, I featured Tony Fabree. He's a Linda Finkel Hall of Fame nominee who sang a 9-11 tribute song entitled God Bless New York. Just to refresh your memory. God bless New York. Again, just upbeat instrumentals with some pretty sad lyrics. America will never forget such inflicted torment. Yes, yes. Oh, this reminds me of another sad 9-11 song. Boom. Crash. Sizzle. All those people died. On the plane, in the building, first responders. Dead. North Tower, gone. 
hit first. What about the South Tower? The second plane hit it. Ability seven. Yeah. Deep dawn. And the survivors. Mesothelioma. Their life is a misery. Every day it's hard to breathe. Oh, and remember those guys who jumped out of the building? They're dead. 9-11. It was awful. Because for a month, everyone had a flag on their car, on their bumper, in their house, on their walls. So many fucking flags and none of it mattered. Which upbeat song of destruction and death do you like better? Suddenly, on September 11, New York's World Trade Center was hit. da 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 I got a liner, the two tower fell, the fire I like his song better. He gets way more specific. TV listener and collector of awful music, Miss May, has found some more Tony Fabri songs. First up, we've got her phone number. I walked into Johnny's place to make a call. I mean, I realize this song was recorded a gazillion years ago, but even back then, pretty much every house had a phone, right? It's weird. He's going over his friend's house. To call his girlfriend. In the phone, surprise. Then the plans change. He was going to go over his friend's house, use his phone, but instead he, I, I guess, found a payphone. My girl's phone number written on the wall, and there it was before my eyes. How did a phone number get on the wall? I gotta know if she loves me anymore. To me, it sounds like a novelty song. You know, like the Monster Mash. I must find out if my girlfriend's a slut. The next few verses are him going to various phones and, yes, finding his girlfriend's phone number. Finally, at the end of the song, he confronts her by going to her house. Come in, honey. Is that you? What's new? What's new? Your phone number is written on a phone booth wall. I don't know why, honey. Could it be that some of our friends are trying to break us up? Yeah, our friends. I love you, honey. I love you, too. But I'm on call, baby. Who's calling now? Don't answer it. Tony Fabri reminds me of that band from the 90s, Aqua, who sang Barbie Girl. Many years ago on the show, I talked about them. They came out with a few albums, and all of their music sounded the same. It was like they hit it big with Barbie Girl and then tried to repeat it using the exact same formula. So here's a part of Barbie Girl. There's that guy who sort of pops in there. The real low voice. And then, like, here's another one of their songs, Lollipop. Did I hear that right? I'm a candy man from Bouncy Land. I am the candy man. Coming from Bouncy Land. We got 
Barbie Girl, and then we got the Candyman, and then they uh, had that hit Cartoon Heroes, where it's all about car- cartoon characters, right? Say what we do is what you wish to do. We are the Carlos Symphony. There he goes, popping up again in that song. All the songs are you know, sound kind of the same, and it's all about, like, kid stuff. Barbie Girl, Lollipops, Candyman, cartoons. I seem to remember this interview with a a member of Aqua, probably the lead singer. And keep in mind, I cannot find this article again. Like, I've looked for it because it's insane. And, you know, maybe I made this all up. Maybe I imagined this. I don't know. But I seem to remember an interview with Aqua where they were asked why they broke up. And it wasn't because the members got into a fight or anything. They literally ran out of things to sing about in their mind. They're like, we 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 racked our brain. We can't think of anything else to sing about. We think of Barbies, cartoons. There's nowhere else to go. We've done it all. Time to pack it in. They could have found some other stuff kids were into. Roller coasters, ponies. Brush my mane and put a saddle on my back. And ride me. You know, they can give that guy to do a part. You know, come on. Anyway, the reason why this reminds me of Tony Fabri is because it seems like all of Tony's songs have to do with phones, aside, of course, from the 9-11 tribute song. Here's a song called The Phone Booth, which I thought was the name of the last song, but it's not. In the phone booth, I saw a message written on the wall. It's your girlfriend's name, right? Like, it's, it really does cover a lot of the same territory. I wonder what the message was on uh, on the wall on, on this phone booth. Written on the wall, a phone number of a girl dreaming in a sky would call. Just a phone booth, a farad booth. Like this, something happened to him in real life. He must have found a phone number in a, in a phone booth at some point and called and dated a girl or something because he's very wrapped up in this idea. A wonderful place to go. The phone booth is a wonderful place to go. Oh, kids today have no idea of the pleasure and excitement one got from using a payphone. Let me tell you something. I lived during the payphone era. Very hard these days to to actually find a payphone. But in the 90s, they were all over the place. And they were all fucking disgusting. Anything that is labeled as public gonna end up being nasty and defiled public restrooms you've all experienced those before when you get to use something that uh you don't have to take care of you treat it like shit payphones were covered in graffiti used bubble gum there's usually some cigarette butts in there and then to top it all off you gotta hold this nasty phone right up on your ear, in your ear. You're pressing the, the phone into your ear. The same phone that thousands of people prior to you has, have jammed in their ear. Like, and you can just sort of see in the crevices, there's the ear wax and God knows what else. That's what you're using. 
Lucky phone booth. Tony fucking Fabri here is singing love songs to the phone booth. Made up my mind, went in the phone booth and made my phone call. I was shaking, a young girl answered, hi, let's have a ball. We had a talk, a real sweet talk, then she agreed to meet me. She was my phone prostitute. The better name for this song. Well, there you go. Some new music, well, new old music from Tony Fabri, recently uncovered by DV listener Miss May. Maybe Tony's recently uncovered music should be recovered and buried and never heard from again. All right, uh, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist of the fucked up news. Uh, right now. Sign up for the Sideshow. That's DB's member site where you will gain access to 16 plus years worth of daily shows. We've been at this since December 2004. There are thousands of programs in the archives. More importantly, every week we do new exclusive shows just for Sideshow members. Tomorrow's podcast is going to be a Sideshow exclusive one, and we'll probably be doing another one on Thursday. That uh, is the schedule. If you like the show, please consider supporting it. Membership's very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. Superfreaksideshow.com. Other ways to support DV, we've got a Patreon account where you can pledge as little as a dollar. You know how Patreon works. Patreon.com slash Distorted View. All right, three very quick stories now. First up, oh, look, this one just happens to come from our most fucked up state. Save me. Florida. I'm a fucked up state. Well, for years, I've been saying I'll get you, Jews. With anti-Semitic violence on the rise, I feel like I should clarify what I mean when I say I'll get you, Jews, all menacingly like that. I mean it in the way, like, uh, a father becomes the tickle monster to his little baby. Like, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna tickle you. Like that. So, there's no need to cancel me. I love the Jews. Even though I'm gonna get them, I'm gonna get them. And I'm gonna tickle them. Tickle them so hard their yarmulke falls off. Because they're so cute. They're my cute little Jew animals. Well, the story I have for you today from Florida features someone who wanted to get the Jews in a very non-tickle monster-like way. This would be an example of uh, getting the Jews the wrong way. This man should be canceled. A man yelled anti-Semitic remarks at a rabbi in front of a South Florida synagogue. He returned and dumped a bag of human feces in front of the building. Okay, I love shit, man. I love shit. I know. I, I know if someone dumped a bag of feces in front of you, you would like it. It's a compliment. Someone is participating in your interests. Most people, though, don't want bags of shit thrown in their face. Cell phone video captured the unidentified man on an electric bicycle. I know this guy is a monster for what he did, but it's hard to look menacing on an electric bike. I don't even have to pedal. (laughs) I can use all my energy to hurl this bag of shit right at you. All right. uh, Cell phone video captured the unidentified man on an electric bicycle as he went on a rant outside the Chabad. How you pronounce that right? The Chabad of South Broward on Friday. The man left and then returned a short time later. 
carrying, I bet you like no one was really paying attention to his ranting and raving. He just seemed like a lunatic on a bicycle. So he was like, ah, I'm going to make them pay attention to me. They'll respect me after this. They will fear me and my menacing electric scooter. My electric scooter of hate. Anyway, uh, no one paid attention to this guy. So he left and then returned a short time later, this time carrying a bag or a pillowcase that contained human feces. That's according to police captain Roshana Dabney Donovan. He dumped the bag in front of the synagogue and yelled, Jews should die! He also then spat at a menorah near a sidewalk. Earlier this month, a Hollandale Beach man reported having rocks thrown at him as he walked to the Chabad of South Broward. It's very important for us to uh, combat these types of incidents, said Dabney Donovan. Yeah, don't want people getting away with that. And if you're Jewish, you should be proud. You should be proud to be a Jew. Two, three, four. I'm proud to be a Jew. I'd like for you to know whenever I think of who I am, I want to tell you so. Because I'm proud to be a Jew. I'd like for you to know Whenever I think of who I am I want to tell you so The Jews are the children of Satan No! No, Glenn Miller! Bad! Go back down to hell where you belong So become Jew-wise at DavidDuke.com And phone me, 417-463-7703 You can go ahead and call that number It's not going to be Glenn Miller He did! become Jew wise alright second story we have for you today oh I love these inspirational stories we don't really do these too often here on DV it's all doom and gloom and granny porn and cum parts once in a while though I like to read these they restore our faith in humanity a teenager walked into a restaurant in Jersey City on Wednesday afternoon with a newborn baby and handed the baby to a customer and flew out of that fucking restaurant She bolted. Bitch was like, I just ripped this from my cunt. Don't want it. Maybe serve it up as appetizers or something. I don't know. It's the restaurant's problem now. That restaurant was a Mexican joint, the El Patron. The entire incident was captured on surveillance video. The 14-year-old mother walked up to the counter and claimed she found this infant girl. Like, you know, someone dropping their wallet. Who's just being a good person. Can you throw this baby in your lost and found? Maybe someone will claim it. Restaurant owner Frankie Aguilar said the teen handed the baby to a good Samaritan and ran away. Elise Scott and her boyfriend Walter Coca were eating lunch when the teen asked for help. Talk about losing your appetite. I mean, yeah, some people think babies are cute, whatever. Not newborns. They're all wrinkly and pink. If you're lucky, they're pink. Some of them are blue. Then you got a real problem. Bloody covered in goo. Uh, Elise said, uh, do you mind if I check the baby's vitals? The girl readily handed the baby over to me. So my focus went right onto the baby. At that point, the teen mother just walked out. I see her maternal instincts have not yet kicked in. I'm going to forever 21. Be back in an hour or two. The teen mom walked out, leaving Scott with a newborn girl who still had a portion of the umbilical cord attached. See what I mean? Like, you can't go back to eating your lunch after that. Scott and her boyfriend could tell the baby was having trouble breathing. Police were called and quickly responded with medical gear and oxygen. Fortunately, Scott is trained in CPR and first aid. 
But once I applied the oxygen mask to the baby, all of a sudden we heard the most beautiful cry and the baby started moving. She slightly opened her eyes and then she closed her eyes. But the sweetest thing was when she got hungry and was trying to suckle on the oxygen mask. Ah, adorable. Until you remember the mother who has the things the baby should be suckling on has fled the scene. Uh, The family-owned business said they were happy the teenage mom decided to go to their restaurant for help. Really? Even after grossing out the patrons? I'm sorry, patrons? Hopefully, I'm so stupid. Hopefully, we as a society become better at just helping one another, especially after COVID, the owner said. Officials are taking the opportunity to remind everyone that New Jersey has a safe haven law, which allows parents and guardians to drop off newborns 30 days and younger at any hospital, police station, or fire station. This dumb teen couldn't even do that right. She really does have no business being a mother. The state gives you an out. All you have to do is drop off the baby in the correct spot. And there are thousands of spots where you can drop that fucker off. Instead, she went to her favorite chimichanga place. Someone there will take it or whatever. Scott said she would love to see the baby again. And she and her boyfriend would happily be godparents. You know, the type of parents that have absolutely no responsibility. I'm just so happy I was there to help because she was desperate and didn't know what to do. She was so young. The 14-year-old is not expected to be charged with any crimes, which I couldn't believe. But then I guess because it's a safe haven state and you can just sort of give up the baby. She just went to the wrong place. She confused a hospital with a Mexican restaurant. That's all. All right, uh, speaking of awful mothers, I've got another Mother of the Year candidate here. It's our third story. An Ohio mother is facing abuse and neglect charges for allegedly fabricating her daughter's terminal illness, quote, to obtain funding for trips, housing, and other fun expenses. Maybe a car. Maybe some jewelry. You know, pamper yourself. All right, uh, GoFundMe says the fundraiser set up by Lindsay Abul to raise money for her daughter's illness. An illness which, again, she didn't have. There's nothing wrong with this girl. Uh, It's no longer active, and the more than $4,000 has been refunded to donors. According to S. Asan, communication manager for GoFundMe, we are working with local law enforcement officials, and we will continue to support the investigation. Also, fundraisers with uh, misuse are very rare, and if any is found, then the donors are protected, money's refunded, yada, yada, yada. According to the complaint filed on May 14th, investigators with the Stark County Department of Job and Family Services did a forensic interview with the child and determined there was um, nothing wrong with her. No medical evidence to support the mother's claim that her daughter was physically ill. Here's the best part. The complaint also alleges that Abul had placed her daughter in counseling for the past three years to, quote, learn how to process her own death. So the mom's been raising money, saying her daughter is physically ill. Then on top of it, she has convinced her daughter that she's going to die and put her into counseling for years to deal with her own death. Also, mama can take expensive trip to the Bahamas. It's worth it. You gotta pamper yourself. Kids are resilient. She'll bounce back from this trauma. Yeah, so this little girl was in counseling for three years to learn how to process her own death. She told uh, the child's counselor, I guess this is the mother telling the child's counselor who was going on maternity leave, that the child may not be alive when the counselor returned. 
you think this is a case of uh, maybe the you know the mom didn't want to be a mom and was slowly drugging the kid or poisoning her? So then she wouldn't have any responsibilities. She wouldn't have this fucking cunt turd to take care of anymore. She's got all that sweet, sweet cash to live off of. You know, $4,000 isn't a lot. To be fair, the child didn't have a lot of friends and was not well-liked. That's probably the most traumatizing part for the kid. Not being told that she was going to die constantly for three years. But the fact that people would only cough up $4,000 total. It's a real blow to one's ego. According to the complaint, when police went to confront Abul with the allegation that she had fabricated her daughter's medical condition, Abul told them, we did not intentionally do that. I thought she looks sick to me. She don't look right. Got those sunken in eyes and stuff. I just assumed something was really wrong with her. The child was placed into temporary custody of the Stark County Department of Job and Family Services. As her father, Jamie Abul, is only allowed court-ordered visitation supervised by the mother. Jesus. This poor kid has had it rough. The complaint says Jamie Abul claimed the mom did not allow him to participate in any medical decisions, and he has no access to medical records. Nor did he have access to any of that sweet GoFundMe money. When reached for comment, Lindsay Abul's attorney said, we're continuing to collect all of the facts. My client adamantly asserts her innocence in this matter. I don't know. I don't think the lawyer's even convinced that she's innocent. I feel like uh, the collecting facts answer... Just gets him out of answering tough questions. All right, uh, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Monday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right, I love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash distortedviewshow. Don't forget, all the freaks are hanging out in the Discord, so if you would like to chat with other like-minded idiots, there is a link on the main navigation bar over there at distortedview.com for you to check out. All right, let's do some voicemails here and see what your freaks have been up to. Taking a shit. Thank you very much for that. Feel free to call in with your own bowel movements. Tim, uh, random question. You've been talking about Jim and the holograms lately. Well, you did once. And you might have talked about this already, but I completely forgot. Did you like that new movie they made about it recently? I'm assuming not, but I was no, curious about your thoughts. I never watched that stupid live-action movie. They ruined Jim. I don't even want to talk about it. Too upset. The wound is still too fresh. All right, next up here. God damn, I thought Lovely Kelly called in way too much, but then Tony Prolapse was like, oh, you think you can call in every fucking day, twice a day, watch this. I'll totally trump your ass. You fucking hard-on. You fucking... You fucking suck. Oh, I just got a text. You fucking suck, though. No love for Tony Prolapse today. Oh, Timmy Boo. Oh, Timmy Boo. Yes. I, I just wanted to call and say, man, I'm enjoying the show. It's uh, Rick from Baltimore. Actually, technically, technical. Rick from Towson. But whatever. Nobody's going to know where the fuck Towson is and what you live around here. Am I just in a bad mood today, so, or. I just wanted to call, call up. I'm working on a, a train wreck. And if I can get. Uh, 
like some decent studio time, I will record it for you oh, all. Fuck it. The whistles go. Let's keep going with these, because I am a glutton for punishment. Hey, Tim. Want to hear what a Korean barbecue sounds like? Hold on. Did you learn your lesson? All right. Thank you very much for that. One more here. Hey, Timmy Boo. So, when I said that I thought I dated Level 80 Cat Lady's mom, let me rephrase that. I went on a few dates with a woman who has a daughter that has the same malady Level 80 Cat Lady has. Now, I I never went to her house. I don't even know what kind of car she drove because all my dates with her were on bicycles. Anyway. Level 80 Cat Lady, does your mom like to ride bikes? Um, level 80, sorry that asshole did what he did, but it wasn't me. Yeah, as he stated in the voicemail, this guy thought that he may have gone on a few dates with Level 80 Cat Lady's mom. He called several months ago, and uh, since then, Level 80 Cat Lady responded, and she was questioning who this guy might be. Apparently, Level 80 Cat Lady's mom went on dates with a couple assholes. Jury's still out if... This was the asshole Level 80 Cat Lady was talking about. I really want to know. Do you remember anything else about the date, where you went? Uh, I know you said you you went bicycling, but did you go to a, a, a dinner or club or something? Something Level 80 ca- uh, Cat Lady could go back to her mom with and say, Hey, do you remember going on a date with uh, some idiot? He took you out to uh, you know Olive Garden or you know, wherever. All right, uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me, show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. He's very romantic. He talks like an Indian. Spread the distortion, STD, tell all your friends about the program. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. I will see you back tomorrow if and only if your Sideshow members... Otherwise, I'll be back on Wednesday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. When you want a hot meal without a big deal, what are you going to pick? Ass pocket. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.